0: Broadcasting live from Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn, you're listening to HeritageRadioNetwork.com. To Let's Eat In on Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Kathy Irway, and happy Martin Luther King Day. It looks like, uh, judging from the size of the crowd here at Roberta, as you can tell, it's a long weekend holiday. Um, and not to discredit the king or anything, um, the king, did I say the king? <laughs> <laughs> the reverend, um, Martin Luther King. Uh, you know, it's kind of one of those weekends where a lot of people take the opportunity to get out of town. Um, Maybe not these people here, uh, <laughs> unless they came in from somewhere else. But anyway, um, we're talking about travel and food um, with the founder of jauntsetter.com, Dorothy McGivney.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me.
0: Sure, thanks for coming down here all the way from Long Island now, your new home.
1: My pleasure. Pizza and travel are two of my favorite things. So
0: Terrific. Um, how long have you been doing Jaunt Setter?
1: I started in late 2008, so a little over three years.
0: Definitely check this thing out. Um, a jaunt is, if I'm not mistaken, it's either like a really brief trip or a l- shorter distance trip or both?
1: Absolutely, yeah. It's okay. like it's a short um, trip usually. That's that's how people use the word jaunt. But I also use it as a little bit of a play on words because you can wear a hat that's like jaunty. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, slightly acute, uh, askew Bouncy. or quirky style. Exactly. Yeah. So it's a little play on that. And then, of course, jet setter. So. Yeah,
0: so it, it seems like this is the anti jet setter because that <laughs> se- seems to connotate like this really high profile, kind of like really expensive trip, whereas yours is all about just average people trying to get away for as cheap as possible, usually.
1: Absolutely. Um- John Center I created it for, specifically for New Yorkers and it's all about escaping the city and I think in order to really appreciate New York you have to leave it every once in a while oh. or else it becomes a, kind of overwhelming to the senses to be here 24/ 7 365 days <laughs> a year so I think having a little bit of distance um, it doesn't have to be a, a great deal of distance can help you just really appreciate the city a lot more That said there are options on the site for taking longer trips. Um, Or for splurging now and then. But yeah, really, it's written with uh, making travel more accessible to the everyday New Yorker.
0: Right. And you scour for deals that you broadcast and share with folks. Yes. So one
1: one of my favorite parts of the newsletter is the top travel deals of the week section. And um, it depends on how many good things I find that are out there. But it can be anywhere from one to like eight deals on airfare or rental homes or last minute hotel deals. And there's such a prolific proliferation of travel sites out there with all these deals and a lot of them are um, just cleverly um, crafted marketing promotions so Mm -hmm. I actually sit down and do the math and look at what the actual rates are at a hotel for specific dates and then look at what the sale says is the discount and figure out if it really is a genuine
0: sale I see and just for New Yorkers too
1: yes so if there's um, you know. There's so many airfare deals, but New Yorkers are only interested in airfare deals that have to do with flights taking off or leaving from Newark, LaGuardia, or JFK. Right. Um, so, you know. Very helpful. <laughs> yeah. And, and most New Yorkers aren't really interested in going to, like, Tampa, for example. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I try and pick out destinations that appeal to a New Yorker's sensibility. So uh, along the lines of, you know, um, food-related travel, New Yorkers are big eaters and really appreciate amazing culinary adventures like if there's a not like in tampa (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly so if there's a cheap airfare to new orleans um that definitely gets written about on the site and brought
0: up cool well thank you for doing that um were you just like a avid jaunt or John Setter yourself, and you just were like, hey, why isn't anyone doing this?
1: Yeah, so it was simply a a situation where I had a passion, which was travel. Um, I always loved to use to um, write before I started actually working at Google, in um, early 2002 and I worked in advertising for Google and a lot of advertisers... Wait, you left a job at Google? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I worked there for almost six years so it grew a lot when I was there and it's an amazing place to work. Believe me, sometimes I really regret (laughs) giving up the um, access to the cafeteria. (laughs) Um, No, it was was a hard decision but um, a lot of advertisers were asking for, you know, there's not a lot of great quality content around travel out there. To advertise against and as a traveler and as someone who would kind of take that three o'clock break at my computer every afternoon and look for a little escapism online. I would look at travel sites and travel deals and and fantasize what if I could get away at the last minute this weekend or take a trip in a few weeks, where would I go? And I noticed, yeah, there wasn't really anything out there that addressed me as a New Yorker. Um, at the time, someone who's in my late twenties that didn't want to go on like an all inclusive cruise or mm-hmm. like budget travelers super family oriented. And then the other end of the um, spectrum was just super luxury travel so a lot of content like travel and leisure and Condé Nast Traveler was for people who could spend like $400 a night in a hotel and think nothing of it.
0: It's kind of an annoying experience right <laughs> when you're just trying to buy tickets and you're like wait uh, I don't know about you but I always get like a million pop-ups too when I'm just trying to buy tickets or something and it's like and at the end of the day I have all these weird windows.
1: <laughs> Absolutely and that that is a, a, I shared that frustration um, not only from an editorial point of view or you would go to these sites and it would just be so overwhelming and the layout was really cluttered and it just felt like not a situation where you could be inspired because you were Mm -hmm. just so confused by the website Um, but with finding you know airfare or hotels yeah all these things would pop up and people would be trying to basically just channel you through a sales process and get you to purchase a ticket or book a hotel. So when I um, designed John Sutter, it really hasn't changed.
0: Did you uh, say channel you through a day? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they just want to get you to push Fancy. that pur- purchase button. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, John Sutter, it's not a sales site, and its it's very clean, And the the design is very minimalist because I want people to feel like they're not overwhelmed when they're thinking about travel. Um, Mm -hmm. They're given room to, like, imagine.
0: And I love all the fun features, like John Sitter of the Week interviews with just all sorts of people. Well, thank you for being a John Sitter
1: of the Week. (laughs) Kathy is on the site, on the archives. So.
0: What, what did I say? That was fun. I don't know. Um, I yeah,
1: <laughs> I love talking about travel, and I think that's um, for New Yorkers. Again, not to make a sound, not to sound super snobby about being a New Yorker, or New York, New York, New York. But I think people really appreciate from the city hearing from other people because we have so many things in the city um, at our fingertips in terms of food and experiences. I think it does make you a little bit more naturally of a discerning traveler. So I think it's always really nice to read about, like, I love in New York Magazine the New York Diet feature, reading about what people eat. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, (laughs) So Yeah, so I just really wanted to have an interview feature where you could just read about how New Yorkers travel
0: cool and there's so many places like if you just step a few miles outside of New York that you could just be in a totally different world like like even Hudson County
1: absolutely Um, one question I try to get people to answer and most people do have an answer is what's your favorite easy escape from the city or what's your favorite um, day trip from the city and I've learned so much from those answers even though I grew up in the area and have traveled a lot in the area Um, anything from taking a quick train trip up to Beacon it's super fast and easy, and you can end up at the Dia, and there's actually a hike that you can take that's, um, you know, you don't See, need I, amazing I shoes. I should have read
0: the newsletter, because I actually took a jaunt for no reason to D, uh, to Beacon on two of the days of the week that Dia, the museum, oh, is no. closed.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> I... I feel like so I'm was, always visiting. It's actually
0: great, though. I was just wandering around. People were like, why are you here?
1: <laughs> Did you go into, like, the little main street? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: stayed at some B&B. And I was oh. like, they're like, why are you here?
1: <laughs> that's, that's like, sad, but also very nice to hear that you still enjoyed yourself. And sometimes the best travel can be unplanned and spontaneous and unexpected. Mm-hmm.
0: How do you think travel has changed mm-hmm. in the last few years since you started this? It was kind of like, oh, let's take like a job all the time. But now it's like... Well, travel is getting more expensive. It seems like airfare just I think on a the whole.
1: There's a there is a perception that um, <clears throat> kind of airfare has become more expensive, and that the whole experience has gotten so much worse for consumers. And I do think that airlines have learned to kind of like nickel and dime consumers around baggage, baggage fees. Yeah. yeah, I never would have ever thought that that would have been something that airlines would adopt, and that you were the exception to the rule if you didn't do that. Um, I think, yeah, the the industry is in crisis, for sure, and that can just sort of contribute to, like, an overwhelming sense of consumers feeling mistreated. At the same time... um, if you know where to look you can still find amazing deals and especially in New York uh, there there's all these sites that have come out and all these um, other newsletters like there's Airfare Watchdog. If if people are really into finding flights Airfare Watchdog has a newsletter and a website that features um, amazing airfares by airport and so unlike jaunt setter where I like curate and edit and hand select what I think would be interesting airfare watchdog actually has like a, a amazing compendium of like the week's best deals by mm-hmm. air by airport so I think there's more information available to interested consumers and if you're able to do a little legwork um, you can still find great deals but the average consumer who wants to fly that might have used a uh, a travel, travel agent in the agent, <laughs> past, yeah. or like your parents who don't know where to look and can get overwhelmed by like opening up a browser and typing in an address that I think they're kind of not in a great spot anymore. Are travel
0: agencies like just out of luck or
1: there have been a few trend stories I've read. Um, I haven't experienced it in my own life speaking to friends or other travelers and I've asked John setters of the week if they've used travel agents. Um, I haven't seen a return of the travel agent, but I have read a few industry pieces that say people are going back to travel agents. Um, And the only two people I know that have used them were for special occasions. So where they went on a honeymoon and they wanted, it was like a big trip. They spent a lot of money. There was a lot of different legs of travel. And if anything went wrong, they wanted to be able to pick up the phone and have someone else take care of it. Um, And I thought that that made sense. um, But I, I, didn't that's not really something that people are doing for everyday trips that i see you know in our age group um, Mm -hmm. in new york yeah
0: well maybe um maybe not everyone knows about the sites you're mentioning in john center too
1: yeah if anyone knows of a great travel agent that's cool like (laughs) that's not like okay i'm gonna send you to this nondescript resort because i have a relationship (laughs) with it oh you know i think there's like some murkiness that can happen there um but if, if anyone had a travel agent they recommended, I would love to, like, check them out and see what they could do.
0: That's cool. Um, I know you just came back from a little weekend jaunt, too, yourself. Where'd yes, you go?
1: I went up to Calicoon, which is in Sullivan County. I think the name just sounds so cozy. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, um, it's near another town <clears throat> called Narrowsburg. And it's about, <clears throat> excuse me, with no traffic, um, like a two-hour and 15-minute, uh, two-and-a-half-hour drive from the city, depending on where you're coming from and it's near the Delaware River and it's just like there's all this farmland it's a very bucolic feeling um not a lot of development. And I think for me, one of the biggest attractions is there's no cell phone service <laughs> in, in most of the area. And our friend's home, um, they have a weekend home. It's still pretty cheap to buy real estate up there. Wow. Um, there's not much industry. So there there's a lot of land. And um, they have a, a modest home. It's really nice. And they have no... Uh, no internet access. <laughs> so I actually love that. I think it's Are like, there
0: streets yeah. like
1: <laughs> no, it's great. They have, um, there's a little restaurant, uh, in downtown Calhoun called Matthew's on Maine that serves great food. There's one tiny wine and cheese shop, which is just perfect. So it's need. like a nice touch. Um, you can buy, you know, comestibles for the weekend and not feel like you're entirely removed from civilization. There's great, great farms where you can go and actually talk to the farmers and buy, you know, grass fed meat and like amazing eggs and amazing organic dairy. Um, So there's there's a lot of great stuff up there, but there's definitely like a lack of being connected digitally. And I think for a lot of New Yorkers, that can be just like one of the most restorative um, 48 hours it's, that you can it's kinda spend. It's kind of like
0: the anti-perk. It's like, yeah, yeah you're totally, uh, we don't have that kind of infrastructure here. Sorry. And
1: there, that is another trend that's being written about is hotels um, that are playing that that lack of connection up. And,
0: no. Yeah. Really? And so if
1: you're, they're expensive hotels too. And it's like, um, I wish I had some names off the top of my head, but I did just read this article where people are paying to like go to places where, connecting is not an option (laughs) whereas you could just travel really cheaply upstate and um, there's a great website called red cottage inc and they have Really nicely designed, affordable houses for rent in the Sullivan County area, nice. and um, a, and one of the bullet points for a lot of the homes is um, unplug. There's <laughs> in there, like you don't really have an option because there's not there's spotty cell phone service here. And that's great. So, um, if that that sounds attractive to you, or I think everyone should give it a try. Sounds
0: kind of like a Zen retreat. It almost. is, but you
1: end up chatting with your friends and like spending all day cooking and leafing through cookbooks because you can't look up recipes online. Oh, and that's right. Shopping at the farmer's market and playing board games and drinking too much wine and taking long hikes. And in the summer, the river is so fun. You can go rafting, um, tubing, which I never really did before until a yeah, couple of years ago. That? I was
0: like, what? An yeah, inner what is... tube that you just, yeah. a donut or something? You can or... rent
1: um, rafts or inner tubes and then just like get some <laughs> beer and snacks and then <laughs> sit in these tubes and like stay with your friends and go through these like slight rapids and just languidly drift down the river It's <laughs> nice, cool, um, clean river river patch of river and uh, or stretch of river and then it's like a few hours and then at the end like a van picks you up and brings you back to your car wow <laughs> which sounds kind of like boring but it's again it's like you end up chatting and when you're too hot you swim in the water and it's you ends definitely up definitely really can't fun. get
0: that in the city no. no no matter how much they say you can get in the city that's, <laughs> it's that's a not total, one of those things
1: it's a total country experience up wow. there and again it's only two and a half hour drive from the city that's a really
0: good tip um we're gonna come back with more tips but you chose a song for a little break
1: i did um eleanor friedberger who is of the fiery furnaces was a jaunt setter of the week and was a friend the first of mine. jaunt setter week yeah right? um uh, first five i would say okay. yeah and she uh, released a solo album and i love it so here's all right one of the songs
0: we'll be right back Foods Market creates win-win partnerships with our suppliers, and we would love to tell their stories. New New Chocolates in Brooklyn offers delicious and classic combination truffles and caramels, sweet, salty, some even with beer. Using single-origin cocoa beans, production takes place right in their shop on Atlantic Avenue. Come have a taste in one of our six Manhattan locations. Today's Daily Bite is brought to you by Modernist Pantry, supplying innovative ingredients for the modern cook. Visit modernistpantry.com for more. It's no news that Walmart is big into organic food, but should we be concerned that the concept of organic, with its implications of being local or better, is being subverted or co-opted by a behemoth like Walmart? Chef, activist, and CEO of the Wholesome Wave Foundation, Michelle Nishan, puts this into perspective.
1: My bottom line with these large companies moving in this direction, when you have someone like Walmart saying local is important, it tells us that the demand is so broad and across so many different Mm -hmm. socioeconomic barriers that, that the demand for local is even more than we'll ever understand.
0: If Walmart pays the true cost of organic regional production instead of forcing prices down for farmers, then that is a giant step forward for rural economies across the country, as well as for those with limited access to fresh foods. Stay tuned. Hey, we're back on Let's Eat In um, with Dorothy McGivney, founder of jauntsetter.com. Um, it's a newsletter and uh, we just had a a Twitter person um, call in and sort of ask about um, a piece that was written last year on this day Martin Luther King Day Um, Dorothy do you want to talk about that piece sure Um, I wrote ironically
1: (laughs) I turned off my phone when I came in here Um, so I was I don't know what the exact comment is but I do know that for the last couple of years I have written I have made a point to write a post on Martin Luther King Day um, saying that I I think that companies should give their employees off today I think it's one of the most important holidays in the United States and um, Martin Luther King Jr. obviously did like a tremendous amount of for our country. So I (laughs) that's you know it's of course I love to celebrate celebrate the travel aspect of the long weekend um, but I always just like to make a point that I think a lot of companies optionally in the in New York will give employees off but most a lot of people I know are at work today yeah and um, I just think that's that's a shame. It
0: seems to be weird how they choose which holidays out of each year and they don't choose sometimes like some company it's just very arbitrary it's not meaningful so
1: yeah and and the irony is I mean I don't think most people know this about Martin Luther King uh, but I touched on it in the post last year is he was a world traveler um, he traveled to India to learn about um, you know from Gandhi methods yeah. of non-violence protest and negotiation and he traveled all around the United States in very uncomfortable um, times by bus and just really spent a lot of time um, on the road spreading his message that's so, true yeah you know he wasn't a tourist but <laughs> (laughs) he was he was an explorer he was ahead of his time and he was someone um that really spent a lot of time on the road the united states so that's that's an interesting way to think of him as well
0: well thank you for that tribute to the reverend um Definitely check out that post from last year. If you're on johnsetter. you can just sign up. It's a free newsletter. So yes, it comes out uh, once it. a week, and occasionally we'll have giveaways that we email people about, but
1: uh, we won't spam thing. you.
0: <laughs> so let's talk about the best food jaunts Ooh. in the city, it, out of the city, out of the city. Yeah. Okay, well.
1: That's There's so much amazing food um, within easy, striking distance right. from the city. You're talking
0: about Sullivan County, farms, yeah, mm-hmm. yum. I think the, one of the most
1: underrated areas um, is actually the east end of Long Island, specifically the North Fork. Oh, and I love the North Fork. Yeah, everyone talks about... Um, the Hamptons and I grew up camping in Montauk every year, so I'm a huge Montauk fan. Like eating fresh fish, and you know, there's definitely like history of great food in Montauk. But Montauk has just blown up like so tremendously within the last couple of years that it's like almost unrecognizable in some senses. In terms of a gaudy or something, it's just gotten really. I would say trendy, and okay. so it's just it's funny that there's like lines for nightclubs and like my old favorite restaurant there uh, <laughs> isn't really a restaurant. It's like a lobster place, Durier's on the water where it's like BYO and you just sit on a deck and eat lobster. Now it's like impossible to get in there in the summer. I mean, it's just wow. the lines are so long. So I think the North Fork is kind of like the new Montauk in a sense because Montauk used to be the unpretentious place That's that you went true. to like get out of the city and not go to the Hamptons. And now Montauk is like <laughs> so popular. So I think the North Fork is like the new Montauk in that it's quieter. It's really unpretentious. There's no line for anything. Um, and there's amazing restaurants and amazing wine, of yeah. course, as well. And some of my favorite vineyards out there are um, McCall's, which is, uh, they actually raise grass-fed meat. Uh, grass-fed beef and mm-hmm. um they have like these beautiful uh cows roaming the vineyard oh and um, they have a tasting room in a barn and they're famous for their pinot noir but they just have like great reds so they cook too they, they actually mm-hmm. don't cook they okay. provide um one of the restaurants they provide their meat to is the north fork table and inn mm-hmm. and that's also on the north fork it's a um, amazing restaurant they just started serving brunch on the weekends but they have four rooms so if If you go out there for one of their extraordinary dinners, um, you can actually spend the night there, (laughs) which is kind of like an old-fashioned way of travel. And um, they they just do all sorts of stuff with local ingredients. They also have a food truck in their parking lot. So after a day of wine tasting, if you don't want to sit down to like a big, long meal, you can go to their food truck, which is open on the weekends um, in the winter. And I do think it's a nice off-season place to visit as well. And you can get homemade sausages. They have lobster rolls in the summer. Um they have baked goods and it's just a really cool little food experience. Hey, that's
0: really cool. Uh, and the North Fork is really easy to bike around in too. I it
1: remember. is. Yeah.
0: It is. It's like I been
1: to Napa, which is amazing. Um yeah. and I see people riding their bikes there, and that I'm like, oh my gosh, dangerous. it's so strenuous <laughs> and like hot and like the distances are so far. No. But um there's absolutely like the land is flat out on the North it's, Fork. It is flat,
0: <laughs> thankfully. I did the ride to Montauk last mm-hmm. year. Ooh. I'm impressed. That was good. <laughs> um also there's Wolfer Estate. That's a good vineyard with a tasting room too. Yeah, Wolfers is, tons, is
1: very well known. Um, Shin Estates is That's also right. okay. um, I've written about them probably like too much on John Setter, but I just I they're also like a They're a bed and breakfast, but it's really more of an inn. And they also have four rooms. They don't have a restaurant, but if you stay there, they have this organic breakfast that they serve you with um, herbs and vegetables that they grow in their own garden on the vineyard. And um, on Friday nights this winter, they have... uh, palm readings, which is kind of interesting for like, $20. You can get your fortune oh. <laughs> told. And they have $5 um, cheese plates and $5 wine tastings. Who
0: wouldn't want to get their palms read after they've had a couple <laughs> yeah. bottles of wine?
1: That, that It sounds so fun to me. The only issue is you have to get out to the North Fork uh, on Friday by like, I think, 7. Okay. Which can be a little hard for people that have like a 9-to-5 job in there and not a car at their disposal yeah. immediately. So, um, But that's just like a fun Friday night thing to do. But there they are great to visit they're open all year round so even if you just go do wine tasting they're they're biodynamic and they're really like a small producer and they have a great table red for sale which i think is like 15 dollars a bottle um i bought a case of it the last time i was there because it was just so good yeah
0: wow well you might have just answered my next question because um that sounds really like a wonderful thing to do for a couple um but what do you think is the ultimate date meal ever and you can include experience or whatever
1: Ooh, the ultimate date meal. Yeah. Um, Oh, my gosh. I just love eating. So (laughs) (laughs) if you're with the right person, I feel like um, any meal could be a date meal. But that sounds very that's that's too generic of an answer. Um, I just think anything where you're trying something new and it can be like a conversational piece can be a great thing to bring two people together so um especially if you're traveling out to like say the north fork you can have oysters that are um Ooh. that are harvested right from the bay right right on the north fork and um oysters i think i know it's it's sort of like a cliche that they're an aphrodisiac but i do think that most people don't sit around That's eating okay. oysters every day yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of feels like a an adventurous thing to share and um especially if you can get oysters near the source there's a um there is a, a motel called the Silver Sands Motel in Greenport on the North Fork, and it's like $125 a night, and it's this retro motel from the 30s and 40s, and it hasn't changed very much at all, and it's... Um, you know, if you're doing a weekend getaway, it's it's like an amazing place to go for like a little romantic retreat. They have fireplaces and cottages, and it's affordable, and it's right on the water. And the man that runs it also uh, runs an oyster farm. And nice. so when you wake up in the morning, you can see them harvesting oysters from the water. And if you're, luck- if you're lucky, he'll show you how to shuck them and give oh, you some okay. straight out of the water. And he also provides oysters to Grand Central Oyster Bar. They mm-hmm. serve some of his oysters and Marlowe and Sons, which is just like a fantastic fantastic place it's to probably much oysters. cheaper right at the source yes he'll <laughs> <You'll> probably <laughs> get you for free. Shuck it yourself mm-hmm.
0: do you get to shuck it yourself there i love places that let, let you shuck it
1: well if you run into the owner at okay. silver sands motel and he seems a little gruff at first but he's actually super nice um he, and you ask Aren't him all fishermen. Supposed yeah, to be gruff exactly. He he completely comes off as like the the like total gruff fisherman. But he went to the Cornell School of Hospitality <laughs> and owns like all the land around the motel, so it was like a multimillionaire.
0: He adopted the the look. Yeah, but he
1: but he is a local and he grew up there and he okay. he works the sea or the bay or whatever. And <laughs> yeah, he um if you show interest in his oysters, he will he will open up like a bivalve <laughs> and um it. show you how to shuck oysters and and he gave us like a bunch to take home, two dozen, um, wow. in a little container. He was so sweet. And I had friends over for dinner when I came home and we, shucking oysters, it's, when you see a professional do it, you're like, oh, that looks not so hard but when you try it yourself there is certainly like a an amount of um technique involved
0: (laughs) which I don't have danger possible
1: (laughs) but hunger is the best sauce as my grandmother used to say
0: so (laughs) how many oysters have you eaten in one sitting
1: I've you know I've read about people going to Little Neck that place in Gowanus and it's like a new oyster bar and um I just feel like I've seen friends being like, I just ate 24 oysters. I've never done anything okay. like that. I think only though, not because I'm not like a glutton, but the price point has like mitigated any mm-hmm. overindulgence on my part. I think the most amount of oysters
0: I've had is probably like 10. Okay.
1: I'll, I'll have to work on that. I wasn't <laughs>
0: sure if there's like a problem because I, I see people binge on oysters too sometimes. I'm like, oh, what are the, you know, what's. <laughs> what are the yeah. repercussions of that? I
1: don't I feel like I'm I've seen I've or like heard people tweeting or checking into Foursquare and doing the same maybe, thing. And I'm like Maybe Why? they're gonna
0: just have a really romantic night after that. I don't yeah. know. <laughs>
1: it's probably the le- one of the lighter foods that you can boast about eating a lot that's of that's
0: true, so um, are you going to be writing more about travel with kids stuff now that you have a little oh. arrival on the
1: way, well um, yes, I, I will, I allowed to say <laughs> oh yeah, sure,
0: no, that's very
1: uh, announcement. <laughs> I am having a baby, our first uh, my husband and I, our first child in June, early June or late May, and um, that seems like the perfect time of year to like to talk about, yeah, yeah. to start Thinking about um, traveling with a kid because I think I, I grew up a family. For my mom would take us camping um, when I think my younger sister was like four. That's impressive, your mom. Yeah, and your dad. well, yeah. my dad would come, but he was he was working a lot at that time in his career, and we'd go to Montauk. And I remember a few times he would um, put on his suit and take the train to go back to the city and work and leave my mom Aww. there with four kids. <laughs> she still brings it up, but she did a great job. And I think um, as long as you're not As long as you can avoid inflicting your screaming, you know, infant on a plane full of (laughs) people, then
0: there's no reason not to travel with kids. And I'd love to write more about that, for sure. Cool. We'll definitely be looking forward to that. Um, That looks like it's all about about all the time we have today, but thank you so much for sharing the insights. Thank you so much for having me. And if
1: anyone who's listening has any questions about any of the destinations I've brought up, feel free to email me at hello at jaunsetter.com because I'd, I'd love to promote these local destinations. Sweet.
0: And that's uh, at jaunsetter Twitter. Uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks, everyone at Heritage. This Thanks, Kathy. Thanks, Dorothy. <laughs>